Hey, welcome to the Scholar Hoot Hoot podcast. Um, Today we're going to be talking about going back to school in the fall and what that will look like here at Scholar Academy. We know this is a big one you've all been waiting for, so me and Miss Galey will let you know and we'll get going. Okay, as we are moving forward, we want to share with you what our plan will be for the fall. We are looking to open for school five days, uh, Monday through Friday, that our students will be here. We will have an online option available for our students that are either high risk or parents that are concerned about bringing their student back. We understand that there is some you know, hesitation with that, but we truly feel that students need to be in school and they need to be educated and we feel that the best place to do that is in a building with a teacher being taught. Yep. And we we really took serious the survey that we sent out and we did realize that the majority of parents um, wanted to send their students back the five days a week. Um, but to still have that option for the online learning is a big thing as well. So we really hope that we can accommodate as many parents as we can. We do also realize that there are some that won't be like it's not going to work perfectly for you so we appreciate your help you can reach out to us and talk to us Um, and there was one other thing I wanted to mention is one of the things in the survey was the difficulty with the assignments and the teachers and the communication of knowing exactly what to do but ever since March we've been working on the online portion of this and we set up a canvas for the whole school so we do have an online program that's going to be a lot more efficient simple to understand and the teachers will be more consistent in it. I do feel like we did a great job having been thrown at that at the end of the year, but we do have a much better laid out plan that we've been working on since March, contacting Canvas and setting that up through our whole school. We're really excited to offer that to those of you who would love to stay with us and who want to continue educating their student. And so we are excited to offer that to you. If If you are at all hesitant to come back and or withdrawing from Scholar, please um, reach out to us and talk with us. We love to hear your feedback and and we'll do our best to support you in whatever decision that you would like um, to make in behalf of your child. And we really do appreciate your patience and as we have gathered information from the State Office of Education and working in conjunction with the local health department. We are excited to share this information with you about how we plan to return to school in the fall. Yep. And one of the things we want to point out, we were ready to do this podcast last week, and then they made the mandate of the masks, and it changed quite a few of the things that we were planning. So we just want to just have you be aware that even though we have some good stuff planned, that we're really ultimately in the hands of fate. You know, whatever happens, there may be some changes along the way. So, And we just will really appreciate all of your understanding as we continue to work through this and move forward because, as Mr. Hall said, there really isn't a right answer here. But we are optimistic and we are upbeat and really excited to start the school year. Yep, very excited to see these kids again. And we're so glad to be able to bring this information to you guys. A couple things to start with is that... The state has mandated that students will wear face coverings and teachers as well and all staff members, so we will be required to follow that. 
Students' temperatures will be taken each day upon arrival at the school. We're going to have about five, six different entrances into the school in the morning, and we'll have teachers and staff at these entrances so that they are able to take temperatures of students. We want everyone to be aware that if a student or a staff member has a temperature over 99.9 .9 degrees, they will be required to go home for the day. We will need to call parents to come and pick up their student. During the time that we're waiting for parents, we will have the student in a certain area that's designated for them and we'll work through those. All right, so transitioning in school is a big thing. We have kids moving from point A to point B all throughout the day. Um, like Miss Gailey said, outside of the school, having five entrances is really going to separate the flow of traffic into the school, which we really want. So there's not as many kids in one specific area. Um, same in the hallways. We're going to have all the kids walk on the right side of the hallway. Um, we're going to emphasize the keeping your hands to yourself, not touching the walls or lockers. And we're really going to spend a lot of time teaching these kids good process of transitioning and keeping their hands to themselves. Um, we're going to make sure that classes do not leave while others are coming in. We want to make sure that, like, in transition to out to recess or in and out of classrooms, that the coast is clear before they go out to make sure that we're avoiding as much contact from one class to another as possible. Um, we're asking that the teachers, we're going to talk to them about being prompt so that um, time time's very important to make sure they're out at recess at the right time or going in so that we don't have those students crossing paths. Um, and we did talk about face covers. Teachers will be wearing a face cover. Um, we're going to maintain the six-foot radius um, from students the best we can. We know that there are certain situations that doesn't work, but in those practices we're going to make sure we use best practice to keep the distance we need to keep everyone safe. Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about good hygiene practices. This is always just a good reminder and something that we are really going to focus on with our students and our staff as we're moving forward. So we are looking to wash hands frequently. All of our classrooms have a sink in there as well as soap. So we will be practicing washing our hands and making sure that we're doing that. We do have hand sanitizer that's available for our students and teachers as well. We are hoping that after bathroom use, recess, lunch, that students are washing their hands and, and or sanitizing them. Um, we are gonna be following what the Twila Health Department has um, provided to us with guidelines for just making sure we're keeping things clean and that students are being thoughtful about their good hygiene practices. Um, some things that we're going to teach the kiddos this year is we're going to talk about the Dracula sneeze. So that's just where when you sneeze, you're going to really sneeze into the shoulder of your your body, into your shoulder. And that if they use the tissue, we really want them to be really prompt about throwing that tissue away. Some students like to keep that on their desks, so we really want to help encourage them to throw that away. We are going to work with our students on touching just their own supplies. Each of the classrooms um, are going to be working with students. The teachers will be working with them about 
touching supplies and their books and other materials that they may have. They will be assigned a book for literacy. They will have their own materials with regard to all of those things that we need in the classroom. We usually refer to these as community supplies. Um, in the younger grades, we usually have had like a container in the middle of the desk and that there would be crayons, markers, scissors, pencils, everything that the students would need. But this year, moving forward, we are going to make sure that they have all of their own supplies. We are going to be funding that and providing those for all of the students, students as we move forward. All right, so to emphasize a little bit more about the hallways, Miss um, Gailey bought some really cool arrows that will show what direction the flow of traffic should be going. We want the students to stay on the right. We also want them to be um, aware of other students as they pass by. So we're going to teach them to be um, just courteous as they see people come and go, keep adequate distance, um, but maintain staying on the right side of the hallway. Um, we're also, so now we're going to break down the school day. We want you to see what it's like before school, coming to school, lunchtime, recess, and we'll break all that down for you. So hopefully this will paint a good picture of what the process of a regular day will look like. Okay, so before school, we're going to talk a little bit about that. One change that we have made this year is that we are going to start all of our students at 8.30 in the morning. We are going to ask that students arrive no earlier than 8.10 in the morning so that we are able to have the space for the students to go as they come in. We will have the junior high students enter through the back east doors. We, we do have a map too that we're going to send out with this so you can see a map of where to drop off your students or possibly more towards the big, beginning of school we'll send out that. Yeah, absolutely. And if you do have a junior high student that is going to be entering through the East doors, but you also have elementary students that will be coming with them, they are going to be able to enter through the recess doors on that East side as well. We have planned that kindergarten students will be able to enter through the kindergarten doors in the front of the school. We have the Northwest hallway doors and the front entrance doors that will be opened as well. And at each of these spots, like I mentioned before, there will be a staff member there that will be taking temperatures of students as they are entering the building. We are going to ask this year if our parents would be willing to refrain from walking into the building um, in the morning. We want to try and limit as much contact that students are having with people outside of the school day and so um, to limit the number of people coming in we are going to ask that parents um, not come into the building so they maybe drop them off at the front of the school yes and then just head in yeah you are more than welcome to drop them off at the front of the school if you wanted to walk them up to the doors um, we're okay but we really would like to limit that right there. We understand for the first day of school that there may be parents that are really going to walk their kiddos in and we will definitely work with you on that and we understand how exciting that is for that first day of school for your student especially for those first-time parents that have kids that are attending school. It's an exciting and also an emotional time so we definitely want to work with you on those things. Um, parents needing office assistance you will just enter like you normally do through the front office and Amber, Cindy, 
we'll, Amber and Cindy will be there to help you with whatever your needs might be. If you would like to volunteer, we still would love to have our volunteers come. We know how vital they are to the success of our students. And so we have a few things that we will continue to work with and we'll work with PTO on this as well. But all of our volunteers, when they come, they will have to have their temperature taken. They will need to sign a volunteer confidentiality form just stating that they won't share information about students that they are working with. If any parents would like to do things from home, we definitely have things that can be done at home and teachers are always willing to get those things to parents as well. Um, since we have changed the morning time of drop-off, um, if there's any kind of problem that you may see with that, we ask that you reach out to Mr. Hall or myself and we'll do our best to accommodate what we can. All right, some options. So as school starts, um, and we have a little different start time, we're going to have breakfast to go. So for those students who are having breakfast at the school, um, they can come in and breakfast will be ready. The um, they'll be able to eat that the first 10 minutes of school. Junior high students will come pick up their breakfast around 8.20, take it to their first period class, and they can eat it in there. If there's elementary students um, at 8.30, We'll send them down to the office and they'll be able to grab their breakfast and go. The day before, we'll do a survey or a lunch count to make sure that those students know that there's a lunch ready for them. So they can ask for that the day before um, and then be able to go and get that. Um, classrooms will be open at 8.15. Teachers will have something ready for the students so they can be available, ready to get going. Um, it also keeps the students out of the hallways. Our goal is to to limit them from congregating in areas around the school. So to have the class open and something going, it gets them immediately going away from each other and spaced out. We do have a few options. Some days they may be able to go to the library or the computer lab. Um, those will both be limited to the number of students that are allowed to do that, but that is an option. All right, we're gonna take a minute to talk about the classrooms and how we are imagining our classrooms being set up. So each teacher will do their best to distance within their classroom and uh, provide adequate space for their students in, in, in each of the classrooms. We were able to get extra tables for classrooms and desks to help with spreading the kiddos out and we feel really confident about our ability to create space within our classrooms. Again, each of the classrooms are going to be supplied with um, wipes and sanitizer and being able to wash their hands and soap and being able to take care of the cleaning within the classroom. We are also going to have, like I stated before, teachers and TAs will wear face coverings and students will as well as they are working within the classroom. Our SPED group will limit the size of their group, so any of our special ed um, teachers, as they are running their small groups, they will work to make sure that those students are um, limited in their size of groups, as well as our Title I grouping, and we are excited to see how this will look as we move forward. Good, and then to kind of break down face coverings a little bit more, we know that right now this is one of the hot topics. Um, originally, we, I mean, to be blunt, 
we know that this is a big challenge and that these kids are going to struggle with this. And then when they came out with the mandate, we realized, you know, it's not 100% realistic. So at this point, we're following the guidelines. Students do need to wear face masks, sorry, face coverings. But to kind of emphasize what that means, our goal is to teach these kids to do it. We do understand that it may be difficult. It's not going to become a punishable offense. Does that make sense? To say that if a kid doesn't or if they're fiddling with it, we're going to do our best to help these kids feel comfortable at school. Um, since they're required to do it, we'll try to help them the best we can to do that. But we're, we're in a supportive situation where we want to help these kids be as comfortable as possible. And we'll support as much as we can in the kids wearing their mask. Um, I did um, I have a couple of parents that reached out about asking for a waiver for their students with regard to wearing a mask. So how that works is that you would actually need to go to the health department and work with them to get a waiver for your student if they will have problems wearing that mask. And that will be done through the health department, not through the schools, um, just for those parents that had asked about that. Okay, for recess, we're going to talk a little bit about what recess is. We are going to move forward with continuing to have recess at our school. We feel that is a necessary part of the day for students to be able to get their energy out and to be able to have that break. So a couple of things for recess. We are just going to be having one grade out at a time for recess. Um, for the morning recess and for the afternoon recess. As we look at lunch recess, we are going to stagger times a little bit more that will allow the students as they transition from recess and lunch that they will have enough spacing and enough time and enough distance and, and, and play area, if that makes sense. Um, some things for the teachers and TAs as they are outside on duty. We are going to have the playground broken up into areas that the, let's say it's third grade that's out there. So Mrs. Philpott's class will be in one area, Mrs. Angeli's class will be in one area, and Mrs. Verosco's class will be in one area. And some of the things that we'll just kind of watch for is that we'll have students um, Try their best to social distance. I mean, there's only so much we can do with that as we are outside at recess because kids do enjoy that social time with their friends. Um, we hope that as we teach them about being cautious and careful, but that also we want them to have fun. Another couple of things is that each of the teachers now will have a bag that is supplied with playground materials and they will be responsible and just their students will use those materials in that bag and they will clean and maintain those materials as a class job. Playground structure will be sanitized um, as we go in and out for recess. The right door will be our entrance, the left door will be our exit. We are going to ask that the teachers are the ones who are leading the classes in and out so that there's just a very minimal point of contact with regard to the doors as they're going in and out. As students are lining up outside, we are going to teach them spaces of how we're going to line up outside and just being aware of that social distance. Um, as students are coming in, we're going to have them wash hands and or sanitize their hands as they are coming in. Mr. Hall, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Um, I think that covered. That was really good. <coughs> All right, so talking about the lunchroom. So students will get their stuff 
out of their lockers. Um, one thing I think you guys will appreciate is we used to have baskets where all the kids would throw their home lunches in and they take it to the lunchroom and it got really messy and stinky and we're just, we've decided to get rid of that. And part of the reason is we don't want kids congregating around each other's lunches and grabbing them. So from here on out, we're going to have the kids take their lunches and put them in their lockers and then when it's lunchtime, they'll wash their hands, get their lunch and go to the lunchroom. So there's not going to be those buckets anymore for them to throw them in. Um, when students go into the lunchroom, we do have an entrance for them that they'll enter um, through the west doors um, by the office. And then when lunch is over, they'll exit either outside to the recess playground or to the north doors in the hallway if they're returning their lunch to their locker or if they're returning to class, depending on when their lunch is. So we want that flow of traffic so that we don't have kids um, going against traffic. Just one way in and one way out. Um, the tables have been spread out. The lunchroom, I just want to say, looks amazing. Mrs. Gailey um, bought brand new lunch tables, which really separates the students in a, a great manner. Um, it's going to allow for a lot more spacing. Plus, she's got this really cool patio in the back where students will actually be able to eat outside some days, um, depending on whether the teacher signs up for that or how it rotates. So lunchroom will be spaced out quite a bit. Done a lot of math trying to figure out the way to get the best spacing and it really looks awesome. So I want you to know lunch has been um, handled really well. You're gonna feel real comfortable knowing your kids are spaced out. Um, we're gonna talk to kids about spreading the, um, sorry, keeping their hands to themselves, not touching each other's food, no sharing items. Um, desks or chairs will be marked so that students know where is available to sit. Um, and students, of course, will be asked to clean up after themselves. We'll probably emphasize that more than usual. Um, stay in their seats, wait patiently to be excused and throw trash, very similar to what we've done before. And we've also hired extra staff to help keep that process of the lunch um, a lot safer. In other words, we have some staff who will be helping pass out um, the milks so that the kids aren't reaching in and touching other items. So we have some ways that we're going to have that staff um, help keep things more clean, um, supervise children to keep um, them organized and social distancing. So I hope that covers that. Yeah, and something that we're really excited to offer our junior high students this year. Um, Mr. Hall and I, we thought really hard about what are some ways we can really emphasize the junior high setting for our students. So a couple of things that we are going to offer this year for our junior high, and that will be our sixth through our eighth graders. They will be able to choose between what the lunch options are for that day, and there will be a daily option of pizza if they would like to do pizza, or we are looking at doing nachos and hamburgers. Um, just kind of depends. It might be every other day, but pizza will be an everyday thing as well as what the regular scheduled lunch menu may be. So now they have an a la carte. It's kind yes, of cool set up. Yes, we're so excited. And so the kids will be able to choose what they want for the junior high setting, and we are really excited to see how that'll, that'll go for them. Okay, for our restroom procedures, a couple things. We, have, we are in the process of switching out all of the water fountains to a motion-censored drinking fountain. And what that'll be is that students will bring a water bottle and they may be able to fill up their um, water bottle without touching anything. 
We are also looking at adding a cup dispenser. We're not sure how that'll quite look yet because we're trying to think how will we continue to make sure the kids aren't touching all these things, but we are, we'll be able to offer a student a cup if they forget their water bottle and still need a drink. We're gonna still work through some of those things, but we are excited to be able to switch out those water fountains for the motion sensor drinking um, dispensers. Um, teachers will monitor the amount of students in the bathroom during their group restroom breaks. So most of our teachers in the K1, 2, and 3 group they will do large um, group restroom breaks, if that makes sense. And so they know that there's gonna be no more than six kids in the bathroom at a time. And um, they obviously will be um, taught about making sure they're washing their hands, keeping their face masks on as they're in the bathrooms. All right, so when school gets out, here's kind of our exiting the school procedure. Um, one of the major differences is that in the back, um, we usually have only had junior high and junior high siblings be picked up. This year we're going to switch it to 5th grade through 8th grade and their siblings can be picked up in the back. Um, because that area seems to go a little quicker, we thought that would also spread out the amount of kids waiting in front or behind the school. Um, we'll make sure that we keep them spread and that um, they're using their skills that we teach in school about staying as far apart as possible. Um, kindergarten through 4th grade can be picked up in the front. Um, we do encourage, we do encourage parents this year to wait in their car for their students and not to get out to come get them. That way we have less impact of um, connecting people. So we do ask that. Um, we, this is a tough one because we've talked about this multiple times. We found from the parent survey that a lot of people are concerned about kids walking across 100 East. Um, we really, you know, with this COVID, we're focused so much on the health with the virus and this is something that's been something we've been concerned about the safety of our kids crossing that street and we do feel like that's just a, as valid of a thing to discuss we ask that parents not um, park on the west side of 100 east just because sometimes kids will try and cross without their parent we know that if we continue that inevitably there's going to be a problem and we're not willing to risk that so we do ask parents please do not pick your kids up on the west side of 100 east um, try and utilize the carpool the best you can. Um, so anyway, we just want to emphasize that part. Yep, and if we are in the yellow stage and or moderate as we come to the start of school or at any point during the school year, um, we will go to the number system. Many of you may be familiar with that as we talked about it a couple of years ago, setting up the bad weather pickup. So it's exactly what the bad weather pickup was deemed um, in the handbook. And so what that means is that every family will be assigned a number. If you have more than one family that's carpooling with you, then you'll have both of those numbers. Um, each driver will display that carpool number. And then the staff member that's out front will record that number in the system. The system will pop up. Or I'm sorry, excuse me. The number will pop up for the teachers to see. And then they will send those students outside to be picked up. Um, that's as much as I'm going to talk about on that right now, but just know if we are in yellow or moderate or if it changes at any point, that's the direction we'll head with regard to pickup. Awesome. All right, one of the issues that we tried to tackle was locker use. So we realized that when kids go out to their lockers, they get into big groups or they're waiting there for each other. So 
what we've come up with is a plan where we're going to label each locker with a shape or a symbol, um, and it kind of depends on the age group and the teachers. Um, but for this case, let's just say it's like star, smiley face, flower, target. So those four would be labeled on each locker. So each locker would have a different one. So one would have a star, one would have a smiley face, one would have a flower. What would happen is the students at the end of the day would be released, um, possibly the last 10 minutes of class. And the first group, they'd say all flowers can go out and they'd go out. And the way it's set up, they'd actually be um, separated quite a bit from each other and only accessing their symbol. Then after they're done, two more minutes, we'd allow the stars to go out. Um, and this makes it so that those lockers are spread out as far as possible and that students aren't standing waiting or congregating in the area where it could be causing more interaction Stuff. And yeah. with the junior high lockers, we'll kind of do the same thing, yeah. but then gear it towards, you know, their their age and their level. Um, with, with the locker room for our junior high kiddos, so we are going to have no more than 10 kids in the locker room at a time. We will work with the, with coach on how that will look with regard to kiddos coming into class and not, um, and not being docked at all for being late if by chance it's taking a little bit more time we'll play around with this number as we're moving forward but we just also want to make sure that we're doing our part with distancing kiddos as they're changing into their their gym uniform for PE time our junior high TA will help facilitate that as well um, just to ensure that that there's not too many kids in there and what have you we are looking at when the junior high kiddos are being dismissed from their class, how that will look for them as they are walking to and from classes and getting their stuff out of the locker. So some things with that is, again, we'll do our best to say, okay, the first minute these kiddos are going out to get their belongings. And then the second minute these kiddos are, we don't imagine it would take too terribly long. Most of our classes are really central located. So it should not take them a long time to grab their materials and head over. We, we have thought about, you know, not allowing the lockers to be used, but we felt like having kids take a backpack everywhere they go isn't feasible, if that makes sense. So, okay, for this final part, we are just going to answer some of the questions that were on the survey that we would um, that we would like to answer and help you with. On some of the questions that were asked, we really don't have a concrete answer for that. So we'll be able to address the ones that we do know. And as we continue to move forward and get guidance, um, we will definitely be able to answer more questions. So the first one that we would like to address is that what if a student or a teacher tests positive for COVID-19? If that happens, we will follow what the health department guideline says. So what they tell us is that if a teacher tests positive or a student, then they would be quarantined for 14 days. If the student and or teacher has kids and or siblings that are here at the school, then those siblings and the teacher's kids will also have to be quarantined until, um, until they can I believe, I want to say it's um, the two weeks as well, so it'll be a total of 14 days. 
If they go home feeling sick and think they are COVID-19, but they don't test positive for that, there still is a three-day waiting period for them to return back to school. Um, what somebody wanted to know if the sick leave is covered and or paid for teachers, I'm not going. I'm not going to go into that right now. I'll go into that with our staff when we come back. But just know that the. Um, so the government has put in place some different leave acts for teachers if they are sick um, and how they get covered with that. So that is something that um, Mr. Hall and I will address with our staff individually. All right. So if a, if a teacher or a student does get COVID-19 um, and needs to be quarantined, we're going to follow the health department guidelines. And at this point, what they're saying is that Although they get the COVID, we're not quarantining the whole class because of that. So in general, um, in those scenarios where one or two get sick, those students will go home, they'll be quarantined for the 14 days, and then when they're cleared, they can return. But the whole class is not going to be quarantined. I think a lot of people have wondered about that. Um, in the case that it does start to spread, I imagine we're going to leave it up to them. So... And one of the questions is, can you opt to do distance learning this year? So absolutely, we are going to run that online program. We're going to shy away from doing packets now that we have a platform that is uniform all the way across the board for grades K through 8. And again, that is our Canvas platform that we will be using. One thing that we will change a bit is instead of having three or four different teachers for a student that is doing distance learning, we are just going to make it uniform and have one teacher that's going to teach each of those subjects to your student so that they are not having three or four different teachers and logging into three or four mm -hmm. different platforms mm -hmm. to be able to um, complete their, their classes. We are going to say that if that is something that you need to do or that you opt to do this year in online learning, we will need you to let Mr. Hall and myself know as soon as possible, we are going to um, create a document where you can sign up and put down your kid's name, their grade, and we will then work on an individual basis with those students and yourself to um, plan their online learning. We are going to say that the student will have to stay in that online learning platform for a whole term, and if a parent or wants to reevaluate that, and wants to switch their student to in-class, we will make those decisions at the end of the term. But once they sign up, we'd like them to stay and continue forward until the end of a term and then reevaluate that. If you have any questions on that, please reach out to Mr. Hall or myself and we are happy to address those with you. All right, guys, that is the end of our podcast today of sharing with you our school's opening plan. We really are excited moving forward. We know this is such an uncharted territory for everybody here. And, um, and as we move forward, we hope for the best. We are going to do our best and we, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate all of our parents for their support. Yeah. And we really want to emphasize the main purpose of everything we do is for the safety of your kids and their best education. We do realize that not everyone's going to love or 
this isn't going to work perfect for everyone, but we do want you to know at the root of this, it's because we care about your students, we want the best for them. And we've really thought about this and tried to work this out the best where they get a good education and we keep them safe as well. Okay, thanks everyone. And um, if you have any questions for us, again, please reach out to us. And we are happy to discuss any concerns and or um, take any suggestions you may have as we're moving forward. Thank you so much. Thanks.